Good morning, everyone. I greet you in the name of Jesus. It is a privilege to serve. And uh, there's no coincidence the message the Lord laid up on my heart. It fits so much for, uh, with what Isaac was sharing in the first message. I want to talk about, or I've entitled my message this morning, the peril of not progressing out of Hebrews chapter 6. Another translation says it like this, the danger of not growing spiritually. It was, I believe, God's plan to first of all save us, but to go a lot further than that. He wants to draw us nearer. He wants to prepare us for his service. So, although I have entitled my message out of Hebrews chapter 6, I want to go back to Hebrews chapter 5 and read a few verses there first. In, in Hebrews chapter 5, verses 12 through 14. It says, For, for thou by this time you ought to be teachers. You need someone to teach you again the first principles of the oracles of God, and you have come to need milk and not solid food. For everyone who partakes of milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. But solid food belongs to those who are of full age, that is, those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. When a, when a person is born again, it's just like when a baby, when a person is born, they need milk to survive. They don't eat solid food, but as they mature and as they grow, it's not enough anymore. You know what? Our spiritual life is just like that. There has got to be more than just being saved. And God has provided more. What would happen if a child only got milk all its life? It might be able to survive, but I believe it would be, a person like that would be weak and unskilled, and it would not be very productive in any which way. Our spiritual birth and our spiritual development is exactly the same. If we don't feed ourselves spiritually, what happens? We become weak, and when we become spiritually weak, we are vulnerable to the attacks of the enemy a lot more than when we are spiritually strong. So it talked about having, by reason of use, having our senses exercised. And I, I want to go over to Hebrews chapter 6 now. Hebrews chapter 6, verses 1, and so on. It says, Therefore, leaving the discussion of the elementary principles of Christ, let us go on to perfection, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith toward God, of the doctrine of baptism, of laying on of hands, of resurrection of the dead, and of eternal judgment. And this we will do if God permits. For it is impossible for those who were once enlightened and have tasted the heavenly gift, and have become partakers of the Holy Spirit, 
and have tasted the word, the good word of God and the power of the age to come if they fall away to renew them to repentance again, since they crucify again for themselves the Son of God and put him to an open shame. The Bible does say that towards the end times, many will fall away. I don't want to focus so much on that today as I want to focus on feeding ourselves spiritually to become strong in the Lord. How, how do we feed ourselves spiritually? Just the way we do our body. When we feed ourselves, we can go on and be strong again. If we don't eat for a day or two, we would get weaker. And, uh, and it's talking about leaving the discussion of the elementary principles of Christ and let us go into perfection. Um, what does elementary mean or stand for? I think most of us have been through elementary school, but no one graduated in elementary school. We go, that's where it starts and you go further. In our walk with the Lord, we must continually feed our souls if we want to be productive and if we want to be useful in God's kingdom. I believe where we are spiritually, it depends on how we feed ourselves spiritually. Isaac talked about, and he described what the word says about those who will be the least in the kingdom. But let's, uh, let's check our own lives. At what step are we in our spiritual walk? Let's take an example of a spiritual staircase going up. Are we on the first step or on the second step or are we, are we further up? I believe as we grow and we feed ourselves, we're making our way up. Then there's coming a day when, we will at, when Jesus will come back, we'll take his church home and we will take the final step and we will graduate once and for all. But in the meantime, some people say that they're taking two steps up and one down, but then you're still moving up. But if we're moving two steps down and one up, it's going backwards. Then sooner or later, we, we are down again. I don't, oftentimes, I think about it, and I am not where I would like to be spiritually. But I can honestly say, I thank God I'm not where I used to be. I have learned so much, even in the last seven or eight years, I have learned so much and the more I have spent in God's word, the more I have fed my spirit, the more I have grown. I have had times of no growth, and I believe many could identify with that. But ultimately, I'm moving up, and my goal is to move forward and not stay where I am. I am not content with what I know. I want to know more. And I believe that this desire comes from the Lord. I don't I don't believe it's our own desire. Our flesh does not want that. And if that is your desire to grow spiritually and to become mature and strong, then we have to feed ourselves spiritually. What did Jesus do? He set the greatest example. He became a man, but he was God at the same time. He needed to feed himself physically, but he also fed himself spiritually. And how did he do it? He spent a lot of time with his Heavenly Father. That's how we 
grow spending time with their Heavenly Father. And in the Word, I know that for a fact that God's Word is powerful. And when we, and when we read God's Word because we want to, not because we feel it as a duty that we should, but if we have an actual longing and a desire to read God's Word, it does so much more for us than if we do it to just get it off of our hands. Well, I have read a chapter a day, and that's it. It doesn't really give spiritual growth. We might get some, uh, some knowledge, maybe even just head knowledge, but to actually get, uh, to get deep in, and I have made it a uh, priority when I read God's Word, before I even read God's Word, I first pray. I ask God to enlighten my mind. So when I read a chapter, there's always something, or whatever I'm reading, but it could be one verse, could be a whole chapter. There's always something that will stick out that will mean something more than if I just read it so that I have done my duties and carry on with the day. It, it's kind of, um, we become sluggish, we, we become lazy if that's our attitude towards God, God's Word. And I also know that the more time I spend and prayer, the closer I feel to God. And the more uh, God reveals things to me. <clears throat> you know, many people that are going from elementary school into high school and, and they graduate and they get PhD in science and whatever, they're all good things for the here and now. Mechanics, whatever you want, whatever you can come up with, they're good things for the here and now. But what about the spiritual? I believe we have an obligation as God's children to want to grow and go deeper. There was once a, a young boy who said to, I, I'm not sure if he said this to his father or his grandfather, he said he had two on the inside, he had two wolves and, or dogs or whatever. They were fighting on the inside of him, good and evil. And he was, he was concerned. And he asked his grandfather, he says, Who, which one do you think is going to win? And this grandfather, I believe it was, wisely replied. And he said, the one whom you're going to feed the most will get strong. And the one you're going to starve the most is going to get weak and lose. I believe that's a very wise answer. If we feed ourselves spiritually more, we will get stronger, and the spiritual side of us will also become strong and be powerful. And that w that's how we can win and stand against the attacks of the enemy. And I believe the enemy tries to attack God's people the most because the people that are not born again, that are not God's people, he doesn't have to do much to them. He wants to just leave them where they are. But it's when we become born again and we try to grow spiritually and we want to get strong, it seems like the attacks come. The enemy is not happy when we grow spiritually and we are then useful for the kingdom work to bring others to the faith. Satan even wants us as Christians to be weak so that we stay in our own little circle and have no impact for the world. How often do we actually go and share the word or something or even our testimony to an unbeliever? 
I don't want to tell you how often I do it, but I can tell you that I should do it a lot more. I truly believe that. We need to be effective. If we have something so good and we are so, uh, so excited that we have, that we are born again and we have the Holy Spirit inside of us who gives us strength, do we want others to have that too? Are we concerned about those who don't have it? Jesus commanded us to go into all the world and make disciples in every nation. And he did not tell this to preachers. He told this, he tells this to God's people. This is everyone's duty. It's not a pastor or, or deacon's duty. It's ours as well. Ours is to, to serve in the church and to help, which is good. But we as a Christian, as a nation, we should be strong and we should then reach out to others. If we are not spiritually strong, we are not reaching out. I know it, I know that we don't. So how do we feed ourselves spiritually? Uh, let's go to the to the book of Matthew. Matthew chapter 4 verse 1 through 4. Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights afterward, he was hungry. Now when the tempter had come to him, he said, If you are the Son of God, command these stones to be bread. But he answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. We do not live by physical food alone. Only the physical stays alive that way. The spiritual doesn't. So he says that by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God, God's word is powerful that, that gives us that power. That's why I want to always refer to that we need to be in the word of God. And I believe the more time we spend, and for the right reasons we spend time in God's word, to have the desire rather than to feel it feel as if it's a duty. When when uh, Jesus was hungry, that's when the tempter tempted him. You know, when we are hungry, we become weaker. We are more vulnerable when we are hungry, even physically. I I don't know about you guys, but I know for myself, when I haven't eaten for a couple hours, I become physically more vulnerable. I, I want to eat. I love to eat. That's what I'm afraid, that's the best, best part of my job. Is when I can stop and go eat. But you know what? I believe if we, if we had so much of a desire to feed ourselves spiritually as we do physically, we might be a lot higher in our walk with the Lord. We might be a lot stronger Let's compare those two. I hadn't even thought about it until now. What if we were to compare the two? How much time and effort and even money we will spend to feed ourselves physically? What if we took that much time and if we were that concerned about our spiritual well-being, perhaps we might be a lot further in our walk with the Lord. Or I would be, I'll admit. But then when we do feed on the word of God and we feed our soul, then we become strong. And then when the tempter comes and tempts us, 
Then we have the strength, and we can tell the tempter to go and to leave us alone. I've done it, it works, and if we uh, truly mean that, he has no choice but to obey our command in the name of Jesus. Satan has to leave, and we get strength. We, every time we overcome, we become more stronger. We are stronger next time because we know it works. I want to also read in, uh, in John chapter 6, verse 34, 35. Then he said, Then they said to him, Lord, give us this bread always. And Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me shall never hunger, and he who believes in me shall never thirst. Now this is where, this is the occasion where Jesus was teaching on the seashore where he fed the 5,000 plus women and children. And he talked about the bread, but he said something very profound. He says, I am the bread of life. So we need to feed on this bread of life. It will give us life and strength in our spiritual, in our, in our soul, in our spiritual walk. So spending time with Jesus goes a long ways. And it's the only way. We don't even have access to the Father without Jesus. Jesus is the way that leads us and brings us to the Father. It is through Him and by Him that we have access to, like Isaac was sharing, uh, to the throne of grace. It is only through Jesus Christ that we have access to this. So spending time with Jesus is an essential part of our, our spiritual well-being. Jesus was also talking to them in this chapter. If he were to read uh, before, like through the whole chapter, it has to do with how Jesus explained how God gave uh, manna from heaven to his people. He provided for them everything that they had. And how was their spiritual being? It wasn't very good. As a matter of fact, he, all of them that were adults that came out of Egypt he destroyed in the wilderness because of their disobedience. They murmured and complained always. Yet, they didn't even have to work for their food. I don't have to work for my food. I can work for my food. And I gladly do it. But these people, these were God's chosen people, the Israelites. They had, the food came to them. They didn't go to work. They were warm. They were comfortable. They had a good leader. They had everything they needed. You know what? Me and you, we have everything we need for our spiritual well-being. Everything's been provided for our own uh, so that we can grow. And uh, it is in his word. There's a wise a couple of verses here in Proverbs I want to read as well. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20 through 22. It says, My son... Give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my saying. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart, for they are life to those who find them and health to all their flesh. It's referring to God's word. Feeding on it. Spending time in it. It says that do not let this depart. So I take it as a very essential part 
of our spiritual walk. And my desire is, same what Isaac was sharing earlier, my desire is to grow. My desire is to know more, not to have head knowledge, to be spiritually strong so that I can influence the world and others for Christ. And we have opportunity all the time. No one can say they can't do nothing or they can't. It's for others. It is for everyone, everyone that is born again. And if you don't have this desire or if we don't think we have opportunity, just ask God. He will provide one like that. That's how quick he will provide opportunity to share. And God wants to. I'll turn also to the book of Hebrews chapter 4, verse 11 and 12. Hebrews chapter 4. Let us therefore be diligent to enter that rest, lest any, anyone fall according to the same example of disobedience. For the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even through the division of soul and spirit, of joint and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts thoughts and intents of the heart. It's talking about the power of God's word, how that cuts deep. If we do not make ourselves familiar with God's word enough or if we neglect it, then we also become weaker. You know that we are the most privileged people that have ever lived. We have, we have God's word we have the Holy Spirit, and we have God's promises. We have everything for life and for godly living. We are without excuse. So if our spiritual, if our spiritual walk is not where it ought to be, then we have to check our priorities and maybe prioritize our life and spend time in his word and spend time in prayer, and it will make us spiritually strong. I know it will. It, these are not my words. These are the words of the Lord that his word is powerful and sharper than a two-edged sword. So let's, uh, let's remember these words that we are reading in these, uh, these scripture references. For those who are writing them down, um, it's good to sometimes go back and just read them and just see what it really means. What does it really say to us? I want to also go to Second uh, Peter chapter 1. Verse 2 and 4. Grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of our Lord Jesus. And of, our, of Jesus our Lord. As his divine power has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. Through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue. By which have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises. That... Through these ye may be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in this world through lust. There is so much, and even just this small uh, section of, of Scripture here, he has given us all things that pertain to life and godly living and holiness, and that we can escape the corruption How do we escape the corruption that's in this world? I think it's by being spiritually strong, being spiritually active and growing. That's how we escaped. Because we know that the world that we live in, 
has every evil thing to offer to us, and it seems like it presents itself to us all the time. But we must be spiritually strong if we want to stand against that. I know even today, if we were not taking our lunch, as lunch is being prepared downstairs, I can smell it. It smells good, and I want to go and eat. But if we, were, if we did not eat today, we didn't eat supper neither, and we didn't eat tomorrow, what would happen to us? I think by tomorrow we would get shaky and we would get weak. If we would go into fasting and praying, we would last a lot longer. But to just not feed ourselves, we become weak. And then we become ineffective. We can't work. We are sick. We get sick if we don't eat. And what happens if we don't feed ourselves spiritually at all? I believe we spiritually die. And we become totally ineffective. So I just want to encourage each and every one to examine our spiritual walk. Where are we in our spiritual life right now? And what's our goal? Where do you want to be? What about by the end of the year? Or what about by the time Jesus comes back? Where do you want to be? Do we want to be found doing so as God's word is commanding us? I want to, in closing, read out of 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 1 and 2 and 3. Therefore, laying aside all malice, all deceit, hypocrisy, envy, all evil speaking, as newborn babes desire the pure milk of the word, that you may grow thereby, if indeed you have tasted that the Lord is gracious. Is our desire honestly so strong for God's word and for holy living as a little baby is for milk? We know that we have children, and if they don't get fed, like, very frequently, like almost all the time, then they cry and they want milk, they want food. And when we don't eat often through the day, we also, we're, we're always looking, we're, we're in the fridge like 50 times a day, we open the fridge for what? Because we want to look for something. Or the cupboards, we want to, it seems like it, it comes naturally. Well, I believe that we need to do that on a spiritual level. Do inventory and see where are we, where do we want to go, and how do we get there. It's by prayer and by the word of God and seeking him with our whole heart, and we will make it. We will be spiritually strong. We will be effective in this kingdom work that God has called us. It is our duty, and we have, we have the privilege that we can. Many people don't have this privilege, but we do. And we, there's many ways to do it. We can help in many ways. Uh, some people, they say that they cannot serve or they can't do much. Yes, they can. You can help. You can help and uh, provide something for an orphanage, or you can help someone who is in need. There are so many things we can do that, that we are called to do, and oftentimes we don't do it. But ultimately is to get back to the first, to get back into the Word of God and to prayer and it will go well with us. Let's pray. Our Father in heaven, we thank you for your word. We thank you that you have revealed yourself to us through your word and through the Holy Spirit, that you also give us the power to believe. And I pray, Lord, even this morning, if there's anyone here who has not fed themselves spiritually, who feels that they're starving and are getting sick,
that they would call on you, and they would get back into prayer, back into the Word of God, and feed their souls to be satisfied, to be effective for others, and to reach out in this, uh, this dark world that we live in. There's many people who are in trouble, and there's many Christians who are spiritually weak that are doing nothing. I pray that we as a church, we as God's people, that we will be strong and we would feed ourselves so that we can help. And Lord, I pray that you would take this message and seal it in our hearts. And I pray that we would go from here and, and when we want to go and have fellowship and food and everything. It's so, it's so great. It, uh, it goes together and you have blessed us so much. We want to thank you for that. And uh, also for each one that has come out this morning who has heard your word that they will take it to heart, and that they will do what you have called them to do. Lord, I want to also pray for the youth as they are going to, I believe, skating, and some are going to Blue Mountains. Wherever they're going, that you will keep them safe, that, they will, that you will protect them from the enemy and the attacks, but also physically, that they would not fall and get hurt. Lord, I just ask that you watch over them, and you'll watch over us too. And we commit this day into your hands, and we give you praise, we give you honor, and give you glory. In Jesus' name, amen.